Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and ambitious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your man, E-Dub. Back again, episode number two, back in the building, literally <laughs> after a, a almost about a year and a half of hiatus, uh, the Hawks beat uh, yours truly made it back into the building to cover a basketball game, albeit preseason. We were in the building tonight, man. A good game actually down at State Farm tonight against the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, Hawks don't get the W, but plenty of highlights, plenty of things to be encouraged from if you are a Hawks fan. Uh, Hawks lose 99 to 96. And uh, I don't know, do, do, do we call this a preseason thriller? <laughs> but uh, pretty good game, man. Pretty good game tonight. Uh, got to see a lot of the young guys and which 
we kind of knew that is where we were headed. Um, Coach McMillan uh, said that's what he wanted to do. So we'll, we'll talk about that game tonight. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of the quotes after the game from uh, Coach McMillan and John Collins and Cam spoke with the media afterwards and uh, the normal things that we typically do. But first and foremost, man, let's get into this 411, get a little housekeeping out the way, and uh, we will get into that game shortly. So, uh, again, welcome, welcome, welcome into the Hawksbeat Podcast. I'm your man's E-Dub. Back for another season of Atlanta Hawks basketball. If you're new to the podcast, if you're new to the Hawks beat, welcome in, welcome in. Um, a big part of what we do is on the social media front. So um, we, we always tend to pick up some new Hawks followers uh, toward the beginning of the season. And we appreciate you guys, uh, all the listeners who retweet uh, some of our tweets, reshare and uh, do some of the stuff that we do on Instagram and Twitter that really helps us out immensely. Letting Hawks fans know, hey, man, come and check out the Hawks beat. We really appreciate you guys. But a big part of what we do is on the social media front. Make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at Hawks beat. Uh, we're on Facebook, too. For the Facebookers, just go to Facebook and search the Hawks beat and you'll see our page. So go ahead and click the like button and you will be abreast as to what we have going on man so we appreciate it and uh yeah man come rock with us come rock with us also in the third segment we're going to uh read some of your tweets uh some of you guys tweeted us about your thoughts about the game and we want this to be want you to be a part of the show so um we'll read those tweets in the third segment after we finish breaking down the game and talking a little bit about what we saw tonight from your atlanta hawks um First things first, man, I wanted to kind of just touch on uh, some news that was in, um, well, it's not really news, but uh, the GM poll came out this week, um, maybe about a day or two ago, and this is the poll where a lot of the GMs um, just weigh in on about, I think they were asked about 48 or so different questions, and so I just kind of breezed through it and just kind of picked some information that I kind of wanted to go over and uh, just kind of briefly touch on it. I'm going to get to the Hawks and Cavs, but I um, just wanted to come and, and, and share a little bit of that information and some things that were uh, that were relevant to the Atlanta Hawks. And I uh, just found the, inter- the, the whole thing interesting. If you haven't checked it out, I believe the article is on NBA.com. Uh, just, you know, Google GM poll <laughs> and you'll find it. And uh, I just find it very interesting. So, um Let's start from the top, man. Let's start from the top. Uh, They talked about the Eastern Conference. And according to the GM poll, the Nets, the Nets are the favorite to win the East, uh, garnering 83% of the GM vote. And why is that interesting? You want to know, hey, I'm not caring about the Nets. I'm a Hawks fan. You know, I'm listening to the Hawks beat. (laughs) Well, where did the Hawks land? They picked uh, 10% of the GMs pick the Hawks to finish third. And 21% picked the Hawks to finish fourth. Um, it seemed like the consensus among the GMs was looking mainly like Nets, Bucks, Heat, Sixers, and Hawks, which is have the Hawks uh, finishing around the five behind Miami and Philly. I don't necessarily see it that way. Uh, I'm a little, I think they'll finish a little bit better than that, but 
there's still a lot of variables. There's a lot of variables. But, yeah, I got them finishing better than fifth in the East. Uh, let's see what other. They also had, like, MVP conversations. Uh, 37% said KD was MVP. 33% said Luka. Uh, Giannis gets some votes. Embiid, Harden gets some votes. Steph gets some votes for uh, no votes for our guy Trey, you know. Also, um, which was kind of surprising to me in the best point guard uh the best point guard question that was asked. I uh, didn't see Trey up there as well. And the crazy thing about it is not that, you know, we thought Trey should be one or anything, but, you know, kind of in the conversation, you know, the top five, they have Steph, Dame, Luca, LeBron at number four. I don't know how they labeled him a point guard, but hey, you know, I, I guess it's whatever, you know, and then CP3, you know. So those, those are the five point guards they, they picked. And the crazy thing is this. So, <laughs> you know, guys, and you know, Trey's reading this stuff and, you know, it doesn't take much for that guy to get a chip on his shoulder. And so, you know, all this stuff might be fuel to the fire, but this is what some of the GMs are saying. And this is kind of what they are thinking. Um, again, if you're looking at uh, just things in, in relation to the Hawks, um, most promising young core. And here's where the Hawks were number one. Most promising young core, 50% of the GMs picked the Atlanta Hawks, number f- number one overall uh, for most promising young core. So that was pretty awesome. Uh, Rockets and Celtics rounding out that, uh, that question. Um, let's see, where else did the Hawks land? Most fun to watch. Hawks came in third with that one um, behind Brooklyn and Golden State. Go figure. You know, I, I imagine it's going to be hard to, to the unseat uh, Kyrie, Katie, and, and James Harden. Uh, that is prime time right there. But Hawks coming in at number three for the most fun to watch. And let's see, what else? What other questions were relevant to the Hawks? Last one. What rookie uh, was the biggest steal in the draft? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Let's see. Jalen Johnson. There he goes. Yeah, Jalen Johnson, number three. 7% said Jalen Johnson was the biggest steal in the draft. Um, for my money, I'd have him a little bit higher. I think Jalen Suggs, they had Jalen Suggs as the, as the top guy. But, hey, it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to split hairs. You know, the GMs, they, they have their own opinion. And it's always neat when they do this poll just to kind of see exactly where, you know, their thoughts are. And uh, i tell you what will be fun. If I can remember, I'm going to go back at the end of the season and see how correct they were on these little predictions. So um, you guys remind me, make sure to remind me back in June when the season is over to come back and revisit this, and we'll see how much these uh, predictions have come to fruition. So um, we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to talk about Hawks-Cavs coming up next. Uh, No Trey, no Boogie, no Clint, no Kongu, no Lou, no Gallo tonight. And uh, we saw a lot of the young guys, man. So we're going to dive into the Hawks and the Cavs after this quick, uh, quick uh, commercial. And we'll be right back. You listen to the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode number two of season eight. It's your man, Edub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Dow Family Wellness, the official chiropractor of the Hawks Beat Podcast. If you are experiencing any type of back pain, neck pain, or pain pain, go see our guy, Dr. Rick. 
ask him about the Hub Suite special, which includes a consultation, digital scans, and an adjustment for just $37. Just tell him E-Dub from the Hawks Beat sent you. That's Dow Family Wellness. Check out their banner at thehawksbeat.com or call Dr. Rick 470-395-3478. That's 470-395-3478. Visit Dow Family Wellness. Tell them Hawks Beat sent you. All right, folks, we are back. Hawksbeat Podcast, episode number two, season eight, discussing preseason basketball. Can you guys believe it? Like, we are here. Preseason is among us, and before you know it, it'll be time to kick off another exciting season. And I listen, guys, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm so excited about this season. I mean, it's you have so many possibilities of what could be. It's not just like, okay, yeah, Brooklyn kind of looks really good with those big three, but it's like, look, we don't even know if they're going to have that big three. It might be a big two, <laughs> two and a half. You know, the Hawks reloaded with their core. They got their guys locked in. Chicago looks good. Miami looks good. Charlotte's going to be up and coming. Guys, it's about to be fun in the East. I'm telling you, it's about to be fun in the East. So hope you guys are ready. Um, tonight's game, man, like I mentioned in the first segment, um, a lot of guys out tonight. Um, Trey is, you know, still nursing that, um, you know, soreness from the leg, uh, when he got need in the last, uh, game in Miami, I think they're calling it like a quad contusion. So, I mean, it's nothing too serious. I wouldn't, you know, personally, I don't think Trey needs to play any of these preseason games, but (laughs) I'm not the coach, right? Um, so uh, Trey got the night off tonight. Bogey got the night off rest. Uh, Clint and Akongu, they were out tonight. Gallo, Solomon Hill, and Lou Will all got the night off as well. They were all DMPs. But listen, Coach Coach had 10 guys, and he ran them 10 guys. I mean, he went 10 deep in the first quarter. And if you saw the first quarter of this game, it looked like preseason basketball. <laughs> it looked like preseason basketball. Uh, Hawks start 32%. Uh, the the Cleveland Cavaliers shot 40%. It was 21 to 19 at the end of one. I thought both all the guys kind of looked rusty a little bit. It was good to see DeAndre Hunter out there. I thought DeAndre Hunter kind of looked rusty tonight. But uh, for what it's worth, it was just good to see him out there getting some burn, getting some run. Um. And we'll talk a little bit more about this in segment three when we kind of go over the quotes. But Coach McMillan has repeatedly said over and over that he is uh, the team's conditioning needs to get better. He wants these guys to get out there and run. He wants them to be in better shape. And uh, you know he he's you know he he's going he needs to get these guys into shape. These guys, um, I don't know if <laughs> I don't know exactly how you do that other than just playing ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know how much suicides they run like in high school. But, um, yeah, coaches said repeatedly that these guys need to be in shape and uh, we got to get the conditioning up. But um, first quarter, it was a little really sloppy, really sloppy. But, you know, this is preseason basketball. You don't want to get too high with the highs, too low with the lows. Um, as far as second quarter is concerned, it was kind of much of the same. Uh, Kevin Herter went on a little – he went on a little run by himself. I think he's at one point he scored like um, seven straight points, got a couple buckets together, you know, uh, like a three and two buckets and two uh, two buckets and 
I thought Kevin looked good tonight for the most part. Um, it was good to see him out there with DeAndre and Cam. After the game, Kevin talked about just the ability of, of uh, liking to play with Cam and DeAndre out there. You know, he was like, when the three of us are out there, you really don't have to worry about switching. I mean, uh, you know, not switching. You can pretty much just switch everything, and it's a comfort level out there. And um, I thought Kevin looked good tonight. I thought he looked good tonight. Second half, I mean, the first half, uh, I didn't think Cam looked particularly well. But one thing I did notice, um, Cam missed his first four shots. But his fifth shot was a corner three. And um, one thing I did notice was just his aggression. His aggression. Uh, Aggressive. Let me tell you something. And this is not just for Cam Reddish. This goes for any player. When you are aggressive, good things happen. I talked all the time last year about aggressive Kevin Herter and not aggressive Kevin Herter. I remember when I was doing this podcast when we had Jeff Teague, and I would call Jeff Teague uh, Jekyll and Hyde because when aggressive Jeff Teague would show up, he was a monster. He was a killer. And when passive Jeff Teague came up, it, it it just wasn't good to see. Aggressive Cam Reddish is a good Cam Reddish. Aggressive Cam Reddish is a Cam Reddish that we need to see all season long. Like, the fact that he missed four shots, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, keep being aggressive. Keep getting to your spots, making good decisions. Stay within the game and keep being aggressive. Um, Chris Kirshner, a good buddy of ours from The Athletic, um, wrote a good piece on Cam Reddish today about just his, you know, trying to get back into who he is and finding that confidence, talking about, hey, if I miss a couple shots, not getting down on yourself, keep going, keep that memory short. And so uh, you saw a lot of you saw a lot of that tonight in Cam Reddish's game. I thought Cam had a really good second half. First half, not so well, you know, kind of, you know, struggled out the gate a little bit, which is fine. It's I'd rather you have a, a better second half than the third half. <laughs> I mean, than, than the first half, right? But, um, yeah, first half I thought on both sides was just kind of sloppy. Um, to go into the half, 46 to 41, not really that the score matters around this time, but you're shooting 34% from the field, 15 from three, uh, 15% from three. So, uh, sloppy game. I will tell you when the tide began to change, though, in the third quarter. Uh, Sharif Cooper, when he got put into the game, um, coach said that DeLon Wright had an ankle issue. I uh, turned it. And so, uh, he was out putting Sharif Cooper and the energy immediately changed. Uh, picked up the pace a little bit, made some plays and listen, when I tell you, and if you're listening to this podcast, you're a Hawks fan. And I know by now you've seen the alley-oop, my gosh. John Collins, the what he did to that man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it was Jared Allen who caught it. I think it was Jared Allen who caught that poster. But what John Collins did to that man was just disrespectful. I mean, listen, John, that man got a family. You know what I'm saying? John Collins dunked on that man so bad. It was just like people were just saying, rest in peace to Brother Allen. You know, <laughs> it was serious. After the game, John's talking to the media. He's like, you know, he said that Sharif thought he threw it up too high. John went up there and got it. He was like, I was glad I was able to go get it and and make a play on it. And uh, a play he made. (laughs) A play he made. Uh, But, yeah, once once, um, Sharif came in, 
gave them a much needed a much needed uh, boost in the arm and gave them a little bit of energy. And I, I really liked what I saw out of um, Sharif Cooper tonight. Um, you saw a lot of Sharif Cooper. You saw a lot of Jalen Johnson tonight as well. Um, coach said that, you know, he's going to, you know, give these young guys minutes tonight. Uh, Jalen Johnson didn't have his best game as a Hawk. A cu- uh, he had a couple of, um, let's just say, welcome to the NBA moments. Uh, I think he got called for traveling a couple times, had a couple turnovers that were just like, hey, you know, hey, he's a rookie, right? But um, I, I didn't think tonight was his best game. You know, shot three of 11. And, but this he's going to have nights like this, guys. He's going to have nights like this. And he has to have nights like this if he's going to get better. But uh, he played about 24 minutes, man. So uh, 24 minutes for the kid, seven points, five boards, uh, three of 11 shooting. Didn't really shoot the ball too well. Um, I think he kind of settled in kind of the second half, but uh, not really the best showing tonight for one Mr. Jalen Johnson. I, th- I thought Sharif Cooper w- was really good in the 16 minutes he played. Uh, nine points, five assists, four six from the field. And, uh, again, Coach talked again about how, the energy that he brought, the energy that he brought. Um, and that's big because – Cooper's still learning the game, guys. He's still learning the game. For all intents and purposes, he's still a college sophomore, you know, a college sophomore who didn't even really have a full year of college basketball because he got hurt at Auburn, didn't even play the full year. So he's got a lot of learning to do as far as the game is concerned. But what you like is you like the fact that um, he's going to be in College Park and he's going to have a lot of opportunity to get that burn. He's not just going to be warming the bench every night in the Hawks uni. He's going to be out there playing, and that's what he needs to do, playing against NBA-level talent. And uh, that's what you need. That's what you need from Sharif, man. But um, I want to talk a little bit about Cam Reddish again, man. Cam Reddish, second quarter, I mean, second half was a a very good half for Cam, man, a very good half for Cam. And uh, Cam is one of the fan favorites here in Atlanta. And folks were just through the roof whenever this kid is is, is shining and whenever he's uh, getting it going. And getting it going in the third quarter is exactly what he did. Uh, led all scores in the third quarter with 11 points, 4-5 shooting. Hit all three of his threes. Um, I don't know. Let me see what he finished the game with. I know at one point he had five steals. I'm trying to see. Did he finish? He finished with five steals. Yeah. So final stat line. 20 points, five steals, uh, three rebounds, and uh, just uh, seven to 17 shooting. Uh, he was putting up them shots. That lets me know that he was aggressive. Uh, aggressive Cam is good Cam, and I really like what I saw out of the young kid tonight. He, he has such a great smile. Like I don't understand. Like you know, he he he's a good kid, man. You know, everybody's rooting for him in the city of Atlanta. Everybody's rooting for him. They want to see him have a really good year. And I was thinking, if Cam makes the leap this year that DeAndre made last year, listen, the Hawks are going to be a problem. The Hawks are going to be a problem. If he makes that leap that DeAndre made last year where things are kind of slowing down for him and he's able to give the Hawks that that oomph off the bench, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. But 
I thought Cam Reddish might have been, you know, the player of the game this week to, uh, for tonight's game, for, you know, for all intents and purposes. Uh, John Collins, I really like what I saw out of him tonight, 14 points, eight rebounds. And I'll say this, and, and, when I, and as we go to uh, – we got to get another break, and then we'll go into the third segment. But John Collins is – 14 and 8 tonight, 5 of 11 shooting. Um, how many blocks? Two block shots. Really good on the defensive end. Highlight, alley oop, dunk. This is who John Collins is. This is who John Collins is. Don't think that just because he got money that his game is going to change now. I'm going to tell you what John Collins is not. He's not Chris Middleton. He's not a guy that says, you know what? Tonight, you guys are going to get on my back and. If Trey Young is out, you guys, I, I'm going a, I'm to a be the guy. He's not that guy. He's not that guy. <clears throat> and it's okay that he's not that guy. It's okay because he's a very efficient He's a very efficient uh, scorer. He's a rebounder. He can stretch the floor. He does so many good things. But a guy who is like, you know, hey, let's run the offense through me, he's not that type of guy, man. He's just not, you know. And there's nothing wrong with you not being that guy. But I think you need I think there's some folks that need to realize the reality of what John Collins is. And that's a pretty damn good basketball player. Um, you know, I would say he's borderline, you know, all star level type player. He would probably have better numbers if Clint Capella wasn't grabbing all the rebounds. <laughs> His rebound numbers would go up, and he'd probably get a couple more, six or eight more points, you know, with, uh, with his rolls to the rim. But very happy John is here in Atlanta. Very happy he got his money and looking forward to seeing uh, where his career goes from uh, from here. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, once again, Hawks lose 99 to 96. Good showing tonight from Cam Reddish. Good showing from John Collins and uh, Kevin Herter. Three standouts. Sharif Cooper, honorable mention. And, uh, yeah, man, good, good, um, you know, good effort tonight, man. Good effort tonight for the Hawks. Uh, on the other side of the break, uh, we're just going to take a look at some quotes after the game, kind of wrap this thing up, and we'll take a look at uh, the week that is upcoming uh, for the Atlanta Hawks. You're listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode number two, season eight. It's your man's E-Dub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Manscaped. Hey guys, what's up? It's E-Dub. I know you guys have heard our Manscaped read by now, and I'm here to tell you, listen, it's not too late to get that below-the-belt trim that some of you are in desperately need of. Listen, Manscaped not only has top-of-the-line waterproof trimmers to keep the hedges nice and clean, but they also have boxers, lotions, colognes to have you feeling and smelling so fresh and so clean. So head over to manscaped.com, use our promo code HAWKSBEAT for 20% off your entire order and free shipping. Once again, that promo code is HAWKSBEAT for 20% off and free shipping. She'll be glad you did. All right, guys, a final segment here at the HAWKSBEAT Podcast, episode two of season eight, Shaman's E-Dub. We are um, looking at some quotables, man. Um, after the game, Coach McMillan spoke with the media. Um, Kevin Herter spoke with the media. 
Cam came out for a little bit and John came out. Uh, just some takeaways from what Coach talked about. Coach just said that, uh, again, mainly reiterating the need for conditioning. Said that several times, you know, just the guys need to be in shape and they need to be, you know, ready. Uh, and John Collins kind of uh, put that in perspective. He's like, look, Coach is a perfectionist. You know, we're never going to be to the point where he wants us to be. <laughs> so uh, kind of take that with a grain of salt, I guess. You know, I guess the truth is always somewhere in the middle, right? Um but, you know, Coach talked about Cam Reddish. He said, um, I wanted to run the ball through Cam. He'd like find out about him and, and plan to play him. He's like, I plan to play him in every preseason game. I, he's like, I need to see what he can do. Uh, and that's that's totally different from the previous administration. No no diss or no shade or nothing. But McMillan, I mean, Cam hasn't played under Coach McMillan. And so Coach McMillan uh, needs to see exactly what he has in this young kid. So he's going to give him the keys. He's going to run plays for him. He's going to run the ball through him and, and see uh, what's going to come out, you know, what's going to come out. And I think that's smart. And I think that, uh, you know, Cam is, is up for the task. And it's going to be interesting to see how this thing progresses, how this thing progresses. So um, let's see what else, what else do we get as far as quotables? I'm looking through my notes here. Um John Collins came out, just talked a little about playing with Sharif. Uh, you know, said, hey, man, the, the kid is, is fun to play with. You know, he has a lot of ability, a lot of talent. Uh, he said he kind of thought he came in and gave us a lift and uh, had good things to say about Cooper. Talked a little bit about the dunk. Uh, said that he thought that uh, he said uh, he said, Sharif came to him and said he thought that he threw the ball up too high. And so, uh, you know, so it was a kind of exchange there. John's always cool talking to the media, man. I love talking to John. Love hearing from him. Uh, Cam came out in typical Cam fashion. Cam is always really quick with his answers. You know, he's just, you know, Cam is just Cam. You know, he talked a little bit. Uh, I think I think the reporter asked him about a lot of people ask him. A lot of people want to he- hear about Sharif Cooper tonight. I don't know. I don't particularly like asking players about another player. It's kind of like, you know, hey, you know, I'm up here. You ask me about me, you know, that's just kind of my thing. But a lot of people are asking uh, about Sharif Cooper. Uh, Cam weighed in a little bit about that, too. Said that, you know, he thought he played well. He said he's calm and good demeanor. Uh, he's only going to get better. So um, I guess it would have been nice to hear from Sharif Cooper since all the questions <laughs> were about him. And, uh, you know, uh Overall, when you look at the totality of tonight's game, second preseason game, again, don't want to get too high with the highs. Don't want to get too lows with the lows. Truth is always somewhere in the middle. Um, Takeaways from tonight's game, it was good to see aggressive Cam Reddish. It was good to see aggressive Cam Reddish in the building. Uh, He has all the ability in the world. And um, it was good to see tonight. It was good to see DeAndre out there, even though he did look a little rusty. It was just good to see him out there going up and down. And I thought Kevin Herter looked good. I, I sent out a tweet during the um, while I was editing one of the first <laughs> while I was editing last segment. I just sent out a tweet and was like, yo, I, I think Kevin had a really good game tonight. You know, very efficient. Um, 15 points on uh, I think it's six and nine shooting. Let me see if I, I don't want I don't want six to ten shooting. Yeah, 15 points on six to ten shooting. Uh, three or four from beyond the beyond the stripe. He was a plus twelve. I thought Kevin gave him good minutes tonight. Played twenty six minutes. 
Uh, coach wanted to run these guys, man. Wanted to run these guys. So I thought Kevin had a really good night tonight. John Collins, again, Mr. Efficient. <laughs> 14 and 8 tonight off of 5 of 11 shooting. So it's going to be interesting to see how these guys develop, how Nate puts this team together. Because everybody's roles are going to be different once live bullets start flying, right? Once live bullets start flying, then it's going to be a little bit different. Um, guys are going to be asked to sacrifice, and uh, then we're going to see what we really have. Then we're going to see what we really have. But overall, it was a good night for the Hawks as far as uh, basketball is concerned. So looking ahead to the calendar, looking ahead to the calendar, um, next game for the Hawks is a Saturday. They are in Memphis. Uh, that is the third preseason game. They will be taking on John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. And then after that, they'll have a couple of days off, and then they won't have another game until Thursday, which is the final preseason game against the Miami Heat. Uh, that is Thursday at 7 p.m. And, uh, yeah, that's the final preseason game. And then opening night, a night I know everyone can't wait. <laughs> October 21st, Hawks take on the Dallas Mavericks at State Farm Arena. Luca will be on the building. It's going to be electric. It's going to be. Listen, if you haven't got your tickets, man, get your tickets. It's going to be the place to be. So uh, that is what the, the the week looks like in Hawks basketball. And uh, again, thank you guys for checking out the podcast. A way to really help us out is to give us a review and. Um, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. Let us know what you like about the show, what you hate about the show, and uh, but just let 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 everybody know that you listen to the show. <laughs> Spread the word to all of your Hawks fans and even folks who are just basketball fans and just uh, want to hear a cool podcast. So we appreciate you guys for checking us out as always. Like we always say at the end of each pod, man, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So if you don't know Him, you need to find Him and show Him love because. That is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.